welcome to the Unstuck Your Life podcast. I'm your host and life coach, Pamela Hughes. Every week, we're going to start to wiggle loose in area of your life that has got you stuck. You know, it, it's been an interesting afternoon in our house here. Um, my daughter, Riley, she's 12 years old. She, uh, <laughs> she got her AirPod Pros today. And when I say she got her AirPod Pros, I mean... She bought them and is absolutely loving them. So why does that make it an interesting afternoon in my house? Well, because this is what Riley really wanted. She wanted AirPod Pros and and I'm not going to buy them for her, right? She's 12 years old. She can earn money around the house and save money and birthday money and all that kind of stuff and and buy it herself. But she didn't want to do that. She didn't want to spend that money. And so she went on Amazon and decided to... Uh, get a pair of, you know, wireless earbuds that cost a lot less. And I'm cool with that. Like, all right, I do that with myself. But it wasn't really what she wanted. She was kind of settling for something because she's like, yeah, it'll be good enough. So she got those a few weeks ago. And I'll just tell you right now, they sucked. They like broke within a week. One AirPod was working, one wasn't. And she was quite frustrated. And she made the decision to dig into her piggy bank and go out and buy the AirPod Pros. Okay, why are we talking about this? Because today's podcast is saying no to good for great. In this situation, my daughter was perfectly fine settling for good. It was going to be good enough. And you know what? And sometimes in life, good enough is just that. It is good enough. But in other cases, we want to push for great. We really want what we want, but we're afraid to go for it because we just don't think that that's possible for us. Or what we have is, you know what, something I should just be happy enough with. Have you been there? You know what I'm talking about here? You settle. And again, sometimes that's okay. But when you have like this deep burning desire for something bigger, you owe it to yourself to pay some attention to it. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's super uncomfortable. I know that space. I lived in that space for a while. And so does my guest today, Elena McKernan. She's a coach, just like I am. She coaches different people, and we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But the thing that Elena and I both have in common is that we both said no to good in order for great. And I know a lot of you are in this space right now and can relate to our journeys. So I wanted to bring it to you. And I wanted to bring Elena into this conversation because our stories are similar. Elena worked for a really big name in the coaching industry. She's the COO of that company. And from the outside, people would look in on her business and go like, oh my goodness, you know what? You are working with one of the top dogs in the industry. You've got it all figured out. You got it all together. And I had a similar situation too as a talk show host, a female talk show host, one of the few female talk show hosts in the country and a job that people would look at and be like, oh my gosh, Pamela, you've got it all figured out. You're so lucky. And I wanted more. Elena and I both had good, but we wanted great. And so, Elena, I want to welcome you to the Unstuck Your Life podcast today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So when we talk about saying no to good for great, tell us a little bit about your journey with that experience. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually had worked my way 
from being a project manager and like in some ways kind of a glorified online like business assistant to being COO and director of coaching for, as you say, like one of the most prominent life coaches probably in the world. And to a lot of people that did look like great, like that looked like the pinnacle of achievement. And for some people that absolutely is, except for this nagging feeling that I had that I wanted to create a business of my own. And I was aware of that from fairly early on, as soon as I discovered coaching and discovered that like, I personally had a passion for coaching, that it brought together a lot of my skills and my passions. I, I was aware of that fact. I knew that at some point I would go out on my own. I was open with my boss at the time that this was my trajectory that I saw for myself, but the process of actually coming to a point where I was willing to fully own that and actually like turn in my resignation and go out on my own, that absolutely did not look like what I thought it would look like. And like, I had all these plans like, okay, here's where my business will be before I jump out on my own. It was going to be safe. I would have like built a shiny new boat for me just to like calmly step onto and leave. And it did not happen like that at all. And so it's interesting, this like idea of good for great for me, I think a lot of people would look at the decision that I made and when I made it and think you're leaving great for like dangerous. You're leaving great for crazy. Like, what are you doing? But other people don't matter. Like, because in my mind, I knew what great looked like for me. And that was honoring what I wanted, connecting with my own voice and what I wanted to create in this world and my vision of the people that I wanted to help. Like that to me was great. And so I was able to like, just kind of step out like in connecting with that, which we've talked about a bit before. And we'll talk about more like what that process looks like of coming to own that. But that for me, that's what it looked like to step from like good to great for me was actually owning what I wanted and connecting with what I wanted. Wanting what you want because you want it. Mm -hmm. It's hard to do. It's so hard. You know, we have these ideas of what we want. Oh, I want this. I want freedom, right? That Mm -hmm. that's one thing that I really wanted freedom over my decisions, freedom over my time, freedom over how much I could make freedom Mm -hmm. over what I thought was right. And what I thought was wrong. I wanted freedom, Mm -hmm. but there's a cost to that. Like you have to pay a price to get what you want. And so often I think that people don't allow themselves to want what they want because it doesn't make sense to other people. Yeah. And I will say that like, for me, the turning point was I wasn't even allowing myself to acknowledge fully what I wanted. And for me, the turning point came when I was willing to allow myself to connect with the truth of what I wanted. Okay. Tell me more about that. Cause when you talk about like the truth of what you wanted, that Sounds great, but I don't know if I understand what you mean by that. Yeah. So by that, I mean, as, as we've talked about, like I was in a position that was good and by some factors, like by some opinions, perspectives and my own in some ways, great and like phenomenal actually. But there was always a part of me that knew that what I actually wanted was to like fully go out and create my own thing for a while, I was unwilling to really fully look at that and own that. And so when you say like, there's a cost to owning what you want, to me, I think the first step for me being able to pay that cost 
was being willing to tell myself the truth that, oh yeah, this thing that by all accounts I should want and I should be happy with and I should like everyone is probably like a lot of people are jealous of me in this position and like this role is on their vision board literally the first step for me was being willing to say okay it's fine if they want that but what do you actually want and to Mm. slow down and to acknowledge that Mm. with myself what do you actually want girl I'm telling you right now that was resonating in my head when I decided to leave broadcasting. Mm-hmm. Very similar, right? Mm-hmm. I was in a position that people were jealous of. They wanted that position similar to yours, right? Yeah. I was one of a few in the country to be in that role. And I had all of this judgment of I should be happier. Yes. I should be grateful. Like Mm -hmm. all of the shooting, right? We like shoot all Mm -hmm. over ourselves when it comes to these things and what's wrong with me. And, and I was grateful and I was happy. And I'm going to tell you that like that career gave me so much that I am so grateful for, because it also gave me the strength to do what I'm doing right now. Mm -hmm. But it was also that honesty, the willingness to be honest with yourself and to take a look at that and ask yourself, what do I want? What was that like for you when you sat back and you started to get honest about what you wanted, not what other people thought you should be doing, not what other people were projecting or envisioning for themselves. What was that like when you got honest with what you wanted? I'm, I'm laughing a bit because it was horrible. Like along with Op- like cracking open the door and take on being able to take a look at that was a deep sense of like dread and oh shit I'm, am I allowed to okay. go ahead go right ahead oh. <laughs> and like oh shit because I had an awareness that letting that that desire and not that you have to like I think it's fine to have desires that we don't ever fulfill and we just make a decision not to but this one didn't quite feel like that for me this I, being willing to tell myself the truth that this wasn't it for me, that I wanted something else, that this being the role that I had worked into myself into, I had an awareness that that was life-changing information. And that felt awful, to be frank. It felt really scary to acknowledge that. And so like, I gave myself permission to just sit with that information and to not like blow up my life the next day. But that was really hard. So how did and you without shame that? as well? You said that there was shame involved? Well, without the shame, I think that you were describing of like, oh, I should, this should be it for me. Like, I should be so grateful and happy for having made, made it here you gave yourself space to entertain that without the shame. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Once I was able to let go of that shame and even tell myself like, okay, maybe I should want this, but so what? (laughs) Because I kind of don't. (laughs) Okay. So what was it like to even let in the possibility of maybe I should want this, but I don't. For one thing, it felt very freeing. Because this had all been at like the periphery of me. Like I, I knew enough to know, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this on for entrepreneurial thing someday. Someday I'll do this. Um, but when I realized like, oh, actually 
if I keep thinking that I'm going to do this someday, I could think that forever and never actually do it. So if I want to actually do this, I need to sit with this information. I need to actually get curious with myself and create space for myself to want it. But yeah, I think it, I don't know that it happened overnight, but it was pretty, pretty quick when I, it's like when I sat myself down and, and was like, okay, Elena, what do you actually want? Let's like remove all consequences from the table. Let's just like explore. What do you actually want here? And the answer was very clear to me. I want to build my business. I don't want to continue in this position working for this company anymore. Once I came to that realization, then that opened the door for, so again, that really, it was, I felt like probably sick feeling, like realizing that and a sense of freedom as well, because I was actually talking to myself truthfully. I wasn't ignoring this deep part of myself anymore. And so once I cracked the door open on that, then I was open to, I think we've talked about this before, Pamela, but like the the quality of conversation that I had with myself changed. Okay. You got to tell me about that because when you first mentioned that to me, my head was like, when I'm like, what, what changed for you? What allowed you to go from, oh shit, I want something different. And that's scary. I've got clarity, but just because I got clarity doesn't mean that this is easy. Yeah. What allowed you to move through that? And you had said to me, the quality of conversations with myself changed. Tell me about that. So once I was willing to tell myself the truth and acknowledge what I actually wanted, then I could have a real conversation with myself about the obstacles preventing me from going after that. Then I could actually sit with myself and acknowledge, oh, okay, this I feel terrified about. This brings up so much panic in me. But rather than before I was able to even tell myself the truth about what I wanted, I was ignoring that panic. It was just like kind of a low level fear. I'm, I'm like, okay with where I'm at. Don't need to look at any of that. Once I was telling myself the truth about it, then I could be like, okay, I'm afraid. And then I had a question come in, Elena, why are you afraid? And I, when I answered that question, it was that I was afraid I wouldn't succeed. I would like lose all of my money. I would fail. People would laugh at me and like think I was ridiculous. And fundamentally, it was, it was a fear that I myself, like on my own, was not enough, that I couldn't create what I wanted. And so already I was like, just being able to acknowledge that and see that fear like then I could actually engage with a question of, okay, you have that fear and maybe that's true. Like maybe you will not succeed. That is a possibility. Nothing is guaranteed in this life. And also, do you want to let that fear drive you? Is that a good enough reason for you to avoid blowing up your life in this way? And so once I could see that that was the, um, the cost, potential cost, this like uncertainty was the cost of following what I wanted, then I could um, like make decisions about how do I want to perceive safety? How do I want to perceive my own self-worth and my ability, like my own intellect and my ability to bounce back and jump, like move forward? 
And so just the, the, like I was relating to myself as a more, I think, powerful person and a collaborator once I was able to tell myself the truth. See, like folks, this is what coaching is about. What you've just heard like Elena walk you through, you're probably going like, wow, that's incredible. And she did this for herself because she has a coach's brain. She has been trained as a coach. She's an amazing coach. This woman has coached me countless numbers of times. And let me tell you, has shifted so much for me and you can hear it and just the way that she speaks. But just that process, Elena, of like, okay, removing the consequences, giving yourself that space to remove the consequences and go, what do I want? And making space to want what you want. Folks that are listening right now that are in a similar situation where they want to make a change, they have a lot of fear. They're not being honest with themselves because that panic sets in and there's that fear of, I don't know how I'm going to do this. And there's judgment they they feel from others out there about what they should do or what they shouldn't do. You're relating to all of it because it's normal. It wasn't as though you're like, oh, I'm a coach and I have all the answers. And this was like rainbows and unicorns. No, that personal development, people don't tell you, but it's freaking hard sometimes. It is not easy. It is not easy to want what you want. It is not easy to go after your dreams. It is not easy to live in alignment with what you see your life becoming. It's hard. And that's why most people don't do it because it is really hard. But when you started having those different conversations with yourself, you realize that like you can be sick. You can feel sick and still want freedom. You can feel uncomfortable and still move forward with that discomfort and see those obstacles, acknowledge them, and then have the emotional awareness of like how to navigate around them. That's what coaching does, folks. And If you're going through a similar space and you're wanting to move from good to great, there's something better that you want to go out there and achieve, but there's so much fear, you can kind of walk through this process that Elena did, like remove the consequences, give yourself permission to want what you want. What would that look like for you? Start changing the conversations you have with yourself. Ask yourself these questions, see what the obstacles are and start developing plans to get around them. But that can be hard to do on your own. And that's why a coach, a a mentor, a therapist, whomever it may be, can really help you with that. When you're looking to make changes in your life and to go from good to great, it's a lot easier to have someone walking alongside of you as you do it. Um, I would, I would add that this, this didn't happen in a vacuum for me. I actually, I don't think it's any coincidence that I came to this level of awareness and this realization when I was actually in a program being certified as a master coach. So not only was my relationship to myself and my coaching of myself at a much higher level, but I was also surrounded by coaching and coaches. And I got a lot of coaching to get me to this place where I was willing to examine this from a lot of different angles and actually tell myself the truth about what, what I wanted to create. This isn't a plug for coaching, but it is a reality of it where I think so often we think we got to do it on our own and figure it out on our own. And if we can't, then something's wrong with us. When in all reality, when especially when you're making changes in your life or your desire to make changes in your life, we all have blind spots, things that we can't see that we need other people to just gently point out and allow us to question that. And it sounds like you got a lot of that through your master coaching certification as well. Yeah. And my, I was actually working on my final project for my master coach certification, which was about 
basically say no to people, to myself, when I like wanted me to just like do a bunch of bunch of things and establish a relationship with myself where I could say no. And I think that work really was helpful in looking at this because not only was I questioning the validity of what I myself wanted, but I was also, this decision had impacts on people that I cared very deeply about and relationships that I had built with a lot of, of care and like mutuality and um, support. So that I think was also very, very helpful for me. And in a context where I was seeing other people doing similar work and building businesses themselves, it was just, I was like surrounded by this cocoon of people who were examining the obstacles that their brain was presenting and not accepting that as just truth and reason to back off. Uh, Because fundamentally, I think the reason that I was able to come to this place and make this big decision and blow up my life in a way was that I was able to see the fear and acknowledge the fear and not accept it as the end of the conversation. Mm. I was willing to say, oh yeah, I'm afraid. Of course I'm afraid. Anyone would be afraid in this situation. And also like, what if the like fear is just being human and like considering doing something new? What if it's not a signal that this is the wrong path for me or that I'm not cut out for this, which is how I think I would have interpreted it before if I was even willing to get close enough to the fear to see what it was about. But this, and like being in this context with a lot of other people who were very adept at questioning their brains and other people's brains and then learning that skill myself, I was able to see the fear and then make like a, like, it was almost like making a value decision. Like what value do I want to champion in my life? Do I want to allow my life to be driven by fears, whether subconsciously or consciously, or do I want to choose a different value to guide the decisions that I make in my life? Okay. But you make that sound so easy. Really? You. It was not. <laughs> yeah, okay, great. I mean, like, talk to me about it because as you talk about like, okay, you know, I made a conscious decision not to allow the fear to drive me forward, but what do I value and allow that to drive me forward? Like, how does, how do you get to that place? Um, That's a good question. I mean, I think like for me, once I was willing to like connect with my actual values in life, like the value of helping like serve people, the value of honoring my voice and helping other people honor their own voices. Once I was able to like identify, okay, what, what do I want to be championing and making of this life of mine? And then I was able to like gather friends and allies in helping me actually live that out when my brain wanted to be like, no, no, back off. Don't like put in your resignation. Don't have that conversation. But I guess I got to that point, like it's, it wasn't easy in that it didn't feel good. None of it felt comfortable or good. I felt terrified and nauseous most of the time. But once I saw the truth of what I wanted and the type of relationship that was like, I wanted to have with myself, I just was unwilling to continue denying that. What do you like? Think? I was just like unwilling. <laughs> I don't know. It was like I, I like put my flag in the ground and was like, I, I have to do this for my relationship with myself. Like, I'm not gonna 
ignore myself anymore. I'm not going to gaslight myself into think, like believing that this is what I want. I'm just going to, okay, this is what I want. When you talk about like, I am unwilling, like that mm-hmm. statement alone, I am unwilling or I am willing. That kind of declarative statement is super powerful because mm-hmm. when you've got clarity around what you're willing and what you're unwilling to do, it's not a matter of can or can't. Are you willing to do what's necessary to get where you want to go? Or are you unwilling to stay where you are because it's not where you're supposed to be? And yeah. in those contexts of like, am I willing or am I unwilling? That also brings a lot of clarity. But when we talk about clarity and we talk about awareness, they're very valuable because they help you ask those questions and they help you get honest with yourself. But this isn't rainbows and unicorns. Again, this gets back to, I think a lot of self-help and personal development and everything is made out to sound easy. And if it's not easy, then you're doing it wrong. No, this is, this is tough stuff, but it's so worthy. It is so worthwhile to dig into what you truly want, allow yourself to want it and go for great and not settle for good. But having that support along the way can make the biggest difference. At least that's my opinion. And so I'm curious for you, Elena, when we talk about and when you're coaching people and when you're just not even coaching people, but just in life and you, you see that like people want to go from good to great or they want to allow themselves to want something, but they're holding them back for whatever reason. What's one nugget, one piece of advice to help them wiggle loose a little bit and get their brain thinking about what could be? As you were saying that it's very, it's not rainbows and unicorns and it's very challenging. I a hundred percent agree with that. And also there was something about that that didn't quite resonate. Like there, I, there was just like, it struck something in me because I actually think it was harder for me to be living in like disconnection with myself. Like it was actually harder for me in a lot of ways. Like I guess there's a saying like death by a thousand paper cuts. It was harder for me to be telling myself you should be happier or ignoring why I wasn't, like not looking at why I wasn't happy, shaming myself for that, thinking I should want this thing that I don't really want. That was really painful. Even if I wasn't willing to, to take a deep look at that pain, it was really tiring. It was like I was contorting myself in a lot of different ways. And this is not to say like, I had an amazing experience in this position. In a lot of ways, I would never change that time or tra- trade it for anything. And also it was the quality of, of difficulty was that I was ignoring myself. And that was deeply, deeply painful. And so in making this other decision, I, how do I put this? I was confronting a lot of fear, but that fear actually felt easier than a disconnection with myself. It actually felt easier to be taking a stand for, okay, this is what I want. And I'm, I'm going to pursue it because I value my voice. I value what I want. I would rather fail at this and have experienced the process of giving myself a chance then just like give up ahead of time and continue with a smile on my face as though everything's okay. 
so I guess that I just wanted to add that nuance to this conversation around difficulty in changing your life in a big way. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard to stay and it's hard to change. Like both are hard, but they're different kinds of hard. Yeah. It's different qualities of hard. And the quality that I found more liberating was the quality of actually slowing down and listening to myself. Right. And it's just the awareness, I guess, that I want to bring to people that if they're both hard, pick the one that's going to get you where you want to go. Pick the one of growth and understanding because that one is going to be fulfilling. Even though it's hard, it's still fulfilling. But I do think it's important to acknowledge that it is a challenge. It's a challenge worth taking. Discomfort is one of those emotions that I've learned to welcome. I'm not going to say I like it. Like being uncomfortable is not comfortable. I mean, that's why they call it uncomfortable for goodness sakes, but I see the value in it. It means that I am changing. I am pushing. I am growing. I am evolving. And when you do something you've never done before, there's going to be a level of discomfort and doubt and um, second guessing. And that's okay. I think that's normal and part of the process, but I don't think people realize that they think something's wrong with them when that shows up. So I want to acknowledge that that is part of the process. Nothing has gone wrong. It's gone human. Your brain is freaking out a little bit because you're doing something new. That's okay. Get curious as to what's happening there. Sit with it, allow it to be there so that you can move through that hard and allow that hard to be there instead of the one where you are just settling for good when you know you want something more. Yeah, beautifully said. So again, folks that are in a similar situation here where they can identify with so much of what you're saying and so much of what I'm saying, they want to start exploring what great might look like, but there's fear there. What would you tell them? I would tell them, of course there's fear. And the fear doesn't mean you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't explore this. And I would also say, um, I think there's a way in which hearing people talk, who have gone through this process already talk about it, it seems like it's it happens overnight. It's like a big eruption and then it's over. And you can probably relate, Pamela, that it's uh, something you can, like you can ease your way into this and partner with yourself along the way. And actually, I think that's how that's how you should do it. Like, I think that's a beautiful way of doing it is you never have to abandon yourself or do anything that feels unsafe in the process, unless you decide to like in full partnership with yourself. And that's a little bit abstract, but I would say like, you can explore what you want at any time by asking yourself, how do I feel about this right now? What do I like? What might be fun? If I were to step out of the situation, what might I want for myself? Like you can ask yourself very simple, almost playful questions that help you tap into just opening the door a little bit more every day on what you might want and what your life might look like if you were to change it. It's interesting that you say open the door just a little bit to see what your life may look like if you change it. Because I think a lot of times folks feel like, all right, I'm going to make a choice. I'm going to make a decision. I'm going to make a change. And they think they've got to like light their hair on fire and then go running through the door. And like, that's how you make big change in your life. And Elena and I are both here to tell you that's not what it looks like. Like that's Mm -hmm. not at all what it looks like. If you're using the analogy of the door. Yeah. Sometimes the big move is just putting your hand on the doorknob, turning it and 
cracking it open a little bit. And, and that's enough in that moment, just giving yourself some space, just to entertain the idea of potentially walking through it. And then you just push it open a little bit more and you kind of look around and you push it open a little bit more and you look around and then you push it open a little bit more and you look around and eventually the door is open and there you are looking through it going, do I really want this? Like I've done the work to open it. Do I really want this? And if you do, you take one step and then the next and then the next until you walk through it. And it is not something that hope happens overnight. It is something that is a process. It takes time. And everywhere along that journey, you get to re-decide. You get to re-decide what you want and what it looks like and how you're going to proceed. Like you're in the driver's seat. So often I feel like we hand that over to someone else. We think that like, oh, they know what's best or they, you know, someone my parents say this, or my friends say this, or people on social media say this. And so I should probably listen to that. What Elena and I are inviting you to do is listen to yourself because you are the expert on you and giving yourself that permission to ask yourself those questions, listen for the answers and to be honest. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yes. A hundred percent what you said. And you're so good. And I know that there are going to be people listening to this and wanting to get in touch with you. So um, tell us a little bit about like who it is that, that you're going to be coaching here in the future. And if people want to follow you and learn more about you, where can they do all of that? Yeah, absolutely. So my website is coachingwithelena.com. That's E-L-A and as a Nancy A, Coaching with Elena. I serve artists and creatives and I help them connect with themselves and build a relationship with themselves and their creativity that allows creating and promoting themselves to become easy. So I, I also, by the way, I consider entrepreneurs to be artists and creative practices. Um, yeah. So my, my work is really in helping people tap into their relationship with their creativity in a way that feels joyful and fun and easy. And if people want to follow you online on social, where can they find you? Uh, find me at Instagram. Uh, my handle is just Elena McKernan. That's um, again, E-L-A-N-A McKernan, M-C-K-E-R-N-A-N. And I post lots on Instagram more than on my website. So that's probably the best place to find me, to be honest. Yeah. And I'll, I'll link all of that in my show notes for folks so that they can find you as well. You know, our connection as friends, as coaches has been there since the moment I've met you, but you going through this stage of your life and this adventure and journey, I think has brought us closer together because we've both been in that situation where we've had what others thought was great and we stepped away from it so that we could create our own great, what we thought was great by listening to ourselves and not what other people had in mind for us. So I'm wondering just in, in wrapping this up, I want to give you the last word on this for folks who are listening and identifying with this, just what do you want to leave them with right now? I would. Okay. First of all, I just want to say how much I adore you. And I think actually our, we met about two years ago in a coaching certification program and fell in love with each other and I've been in touch since. And I, I have to say that I think our relationship and hearing your story in which you did, and I have a background as well in the entertainment industry. And so hearing your story of achieving this 
great success in that industry and then being willing to step away from it was so inspiring to me. And I think part of the process of opening the door on this change for me as well. I would say for anyone listening who's grappling with this, that I think at its core, the ability and the willingness to change your life comes from slowly and intentionally building a relationship with yourself that's based on honesty and curiosity. And that can happen without you changing a single thing about your life. Like you can do that immediately in this moment by asking yourself, what would it look like if I were more honest, like 5% more honest with myself about what I think and feel about my life today? That's something you can do at any point. And so I, I think I would just invite you to take that with you that at any point you can make the decision to have a truthful relationship with yourself and to build, like slowly build this trust with yourself that will lay the groundwork for you to make huge changes down the road if you decide to. That self-trust is Mm -hmm. so important and oftentimes neglected. So that ability to sit with yourself, ask yourself a question, and then actually listen for the answer is so powerful. Yeah. And so are you. So thank you for being here with me. Thank you, friend. If you want to get in touch with Elena, learn more about her and what she's doing, check out the show notes for this episode. All the information is there for you. And if you need support in going from good to great, you can reach out to Elena. You can reach out to me. All of my stuff and information is in the show notes as well. It's possible for you folks. It is so possible for you. You just got to put your hand on that doorknob, turn it and crack it open a little bit. That's all it takes. All right. That's what I have for you this week. I'll see you next. Listen, if you're still feeling a little stuck and need a little help right now, wiggling loose, I got you. I put together a guide, a free guide to help you feel better right now. These are simple strategies that you can start today to feel better faster. Just go to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. That's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. I tell you, these are going to help you slow down, take a breath, gain some perspective and control of what's happening in your life right now. And it's free because we could all use a little help and I'm here to help. Grab it by going to fourwaystofeelbetter.com. Again, that's the number four, waystofeelbetter.com. And start wiggling loose.